starting at verse number 1, Exodus chapter 1, starting at verse number 1. I'm going to read here verses 1 and 2, and then verses 4 and 5. Exodus chapter 1, starting at verse number 1. If you're there with me, won't you say amen this morning? The Bible says, Now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. I want you to notice that phrase there. They came into Egypt. Every man and his household came with Jacob. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. And here's what I want you to really pay attention to. For Joseph was in Egypt already. Joseph was in Egypt already. Somebody say already. Already. This morning, with the help of the Lord, I want to preach for just a few moments on this thought, and that is the God of already. Amen. He is the God of already. Can we pray this morning together? Father, we thank you once again for your presence that is very real here this morning. I thank you, Lord, for every heart and life represented, and I pray that you would anoint your word Lord, let it go forth in power. Lord, I pray that it would be planted in the fertile ground of our hearts. Let our ears hear and receive it. I pray, anoint my mind and lips to preach. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary, I pray. Lord, we want to hear you and see you today. And Father, we will thank you in advance for what you'll do in this house. Thank you, Lord, as you are the God of already. And Lord, we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. The God of already. Hallelujah. I want to remind you this morning that all that we are, all that we have, and all we would ever intend to be is in Christ. It's in Him. The Bible declares that our days and our very breath is held in His hands. He knows today the end from the beginning. All of time is within Him. I want you to understand that this morning. All of time is within Him. He does not yield He does not wait, and he does not ask permission of time. It bends and bows to him because he is eternal. Amen. Time is there within him, and he controls the seasons. All of these things that we look at and understand in the seasons of life, I want you to understand that it is at his, at his discretion. I want you to know this morning that he is not the God of I'm running behind. 
is not the God of oops, I missed it. He is not the God of I didn't see that coming. That's not him. Amen. But brother Eddie, he is very well aware of all things. He is in all, Daniel declared him that he was the ancient of days. Hallelujah. And in all things, I want you to understand that when we read the word of God, we look and we know and we comprehend to a certain degree. And I trust that we can say amen and believe what God's word says and talking about these attributes of God. But this morning, can I say that in the times of our life and in the times of the world that is around us, where there are many things that it seems to a certain degree have many people caught off guard. Where there are some, there have been many conversations that have been had even this week. Phone calls and, and just one-on-one -on -one conversations with people who would be asking about these world affairs. Asking about what exactly are we going to do? What exactly is going to take place? What exactly is going to happen? What does this mean for the church? What does this mean for America? What does this mean for our families? All of these things that are surrounding and swirling around us. We look and see there's tragedy. There's heartbreak. There's disillusioned people on every corner. And they're not just out in the world. They come in like you and I and even some of us sitting in this pew this morning. There are some of the questions of what does it mean? What does it spell? And there's a lot that we could discuss and there's a lot that could be said. But one of the things that has reverberated in my heart and reverberated in my soul and what I believe as God had began to stir me oh early in this week in regards of this sermon this morning was the fact that it just simply spoke Brother Roderick and, uh, and he said to me he said what I can assure you no matter what transpires no matter what's going to take place on a world level on a global scale or in the intricate places of your personal life Sister Kelly he said Jacob what you can rest assured of is I am the God who is already there I am the God who is already in the place exactly where he needs to be in his rightful position in his rightful place he's not trying to catch up with world affairs he's not trying to run around in a panic to solve what's going on in the world or brother Eddie in our lives I can assure you he is God enough that he's been where we've been he is where we are and he's already at where we are headed today I'm glad I serve the God of already hallelujah serve the God of already looking at this text I want you to understand is that it's interesting here in this introduction into the exodus of what is going to happen and transpire for the children of Israel to come out of Egypt. 
We find here, if you will, the history of the fact of why the seed of Israel is in Egypt. You, what you got to understand is that uh, uh, Joseph's brothers, his father and his brothers, the Bible says that there were 70 who came from the loins of Jacob. And here we find in this beginning place in cha- verse number 1 of this first chapter is we see this generation. We see the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We come to find, amen, that in God's plan and purpose, so that that seed might be preserved in the earth. Brother Larson, the Bible says, as it gives us the discourse of those who were in Egypt, or who came into Egypt, should I say. The Bible says that there was one, amen, one of those sons who was already there, Brother Corey. They said everybody else had to come on in. Oh, but Brother Roderick, God had one. And he had quite a story to tell, Brother Josh. There was pits. There was prisons. There was lies on his integrity. There was all kinds of, there was folks that forgot about him. He was overlooked. Brother Corey, there was supernatural things that God did in Joseph's life. But even in his obscurity, God had a man who was tucked back. Come on somebody for such a time as when God would need him to come to the forefront because the word of God said in so many words in these verses, you've got to understand that his brothers and his fathers came into Egypt because their lives were in jeopardy. Famine was in the, in the known world at the time and God had given Joseph the knowledge and the wisdom to fortify Egypt to survive the famine and not only Egypt but that all of the world would come knocking on Egypt's door with a handout to begin to purchase of that seed purchase of that corn and here we find and I don't have time to cover all of Joseph's story but we find Sister Kara that the day comes as brothers come to Egypt and they're looking and Joseph recognizes who they are and the story goes on of reconciliation and renewal and revival that happens in the life of Jacob's family by way of a son Joseph who God took back. I'm preaching about the God of already who knew long before Sister Gwen that his seed must be preserved in the earth and he said I'll tuck a man back who will already be there because I'm the God of the already and my people are not going to die on my watch. My people are not going to suffer at the hands of the atrocity of this life but I'm a God who's already at work. Hallelujah. Joseph didn't know he was he was the representative of a God of already. I can imagine there was much question, there were much concerns, there were many things that brother Chris he didn't just didn't quite understand. But I'm telling you that God begins to work and God begins to move. And as I say, like chess pieces, if we can use the analogy, hey man, can I tell you? Oh, if you like to play checkers, I'm not calling you a devil. So let me just, just give you that disclaimer right now. 
I love a good game of checkers. Matter of fact, I'm more into checkers than I am chess. But uh, I'll, I'll say this. I, I've often said, Brother Udy, the devil's playing checkers. But God's playing chess. God is making moves lifetimes above where we are. Lifetimes above. I want to tell somebody this morning. I want to let somebody know that there is a God of already. And he is already at the time. And has already, Sister Music, been at the time of you are right now I came to tell somebody this morning that this season of your life it might seem complicated it might seem hard or difficult maybe you are overwhelmed sister Sylvia we look around at the world and everything that can be shaken it is being shaken that's a promise oh but can I say again God he is the author and the finisher of our faith he is the alpha and he is the Omega. Brother Hemphill, he's the first and he is the last. And I want to tell someone today that the season of your life, the time of your struggle, the time of chaos that might be ruling and reigning, that God Almighty is the God of the already. And in his time, he already stepped long before we ever got there. I want to let somebody know, though it might be new to you it is not new to God he knew exactly he knew exactly where you and where I would be at this moment right now because brother Danny before I ever was born God was already there he was already there Moving, working, orchestrating these things in our lives. As I said earlier, he doesn't have to ask permission of time. He doesn't have to beg and see if time will stop or work in conjunction with his schedule. I want you to know this morning that when we talk about already, it simply means this, prior to a specified time or moment, whether it be past, present, or future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many things about tomorrow I do not understand. But I know who holds tomorrow. And I know who holds my hand. Can I tell somebody oh, this morning that when there's chaos and confusion, help me Brother Roderick, it's that the Lord. I can trust Him. And I can say I don't know what's going on. But I've got one leading me. Go ahead and lead me brother Roderick and I don't know about it but he can look over at me and say it's going to be alright because he's a God of the already he says Jacob you just trust me you keep holding to my hand because what you don't understand and what you don't already know I've already been there and I've seen it and I've conquered it and I'm the Lord over it I want to let someone know this morning he is a God of all ready there somebody give him praise oh. can I encourage somebody you don't have to have the answer right now you ain't got to figure it out you're driving yourself crazy
You're, you're up at night, can't sleep, no peace, no rest. Can I just encourage you? You just need to lay down tonight and say, Lord, you're already there. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. He said, tomorrow, Brother Christian, has enough of its own worries. It's sufficient, amen, for itself. I want to remind somebody today is that in this, we find Revelation 1 and 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, the Lord which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Psalms 31 and 15, my times, somebody shout my time, my times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Psalm 62 and 8. Trust in him at all times. You people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. That term just means meditate on that. Think on that for a moment. There are some right now that for your family situation, this is brand new to you. There are some of you that in your health, this is brand new. Sister Gwen, the good news I can tell you is that long before you cross over these roads, He's already there. He's already there. He is. Before we get through any of these places, he is already there. When we can see that and grab a hold of it and let it be planted in our hearts, I'm telling you, it will revolutionize. It will completely and drastically change your perspective of what is going on and not only of what is going on, but what awaits us. Many questions, many things that oftentimes are too hard for us, but yet He is already there. So He is the God of already of our time. I want to tell somebody this morning, He is already at the place of your test. Amen. Maybe this time and this season has brought to you a brand new test. Maybe today involved in that test, maybe in this time, Brother Michael, maybe it's a season of brand new temptation. Maybe that there are things that are going on and you are up against some situations, some feelings, some circumstances, brand new. And so your faith is tested. Your resolve is tested. Your commitment is tested. Your dedication is tested. We come to find that the test, it is before and is planned on behalf of the life of every believer. We come to find words such as as endure and contend and strive and wrestle oh and to press these are words that connotate that there is test in front of us we are going to feel the pressures of life we are going to feel the pressures in our bodies and in our minds the Bible says talking about the impending coming of the Lord that the world itself groans within itself Everything that has been a test. Oh, the Bible says this though about the test that he has already.
there. Oh, can I say, is the test we are involved in. He already has the answer. The test that you are put in today, he has already, Brother Eli, made a way. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted. Or you could put in the term tested above that ye are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you might be able to bear it. Hear me. That lets me know That the test you are involved in, that right now, Brother Marvin, what sits upon your shoulders and mine, when I say, I don't know if I can bear this. I don't know if I can go through this. The God of already, he said, "Let let, let me let you in on a little secret. He said, I already was there before you ever showed up. Because he's the God of already and he's in control of time. We already established that. But he goes over and he says, you're going to be in the heat of the battle. You're going to be in the fiery furnace. You're going, to, you're going to endure afflictions. Amen. The Bible said many are the afflictions of the righteous. There's going to be headaches. And there's going to be some Malox moments. Bless God, I'm too spiritual for all that. I don't have no, you know you do. You know, just last night you was weeping and wailing and gnashing teeth in your bed. You, I mean, you didn't know. You, you, you feel like maybe, I mean, sometimes hopelessness surrounds us. But what happens is the God of already has already been there. And Sister Linda, he starts making ways and he starts tunneling through mountains and he starts drying up rivers so that we can cross them sister Cindy oh I love the story as to where the children of Israel there before the Red Sea and Pharaoh's famous last words were this he said that their God has trapped them in I'm paraphrasing here but he's boxed them in he's closed them in there's no way for escape Sister Howard they're going to drown we're going to kill them right now but the God of already had done whispered in Moses' ear and he said I want you to stretch your rod out across that sea and the Bible said that he sent an east wind and the Bible said that that Red Sea stood up on each end and the children of Israel they went through on dry ground. I want to tell somebody this morning you're still serving the God of already who's making a way right now he's creating a path right now he's made a door so that you can escape so that you can turn into a strong and mighty tower that I can run into oh can I say this morning that God of already he's already there at the test John 6 5 through 6 6 it says 
When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come unto him, and he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? I love this next part. And this he said to prove him. What's that mean? To test him. Jesus said this to test him. What would he think? What was his logic? Where was his faith? Because the Bible goes on to finish with this. Speaking of Jesus, for he himself knew. That don't make anybody else happy, but it does me. For he himself knew what he would do. Is there anybody besides pastor who sometimes your prayers sound like this? God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I mean, Lord, I'd just really like for you to give me a good and reasonable explanation. Would you please tell me what are we going to do? There's some things right now sitting in my spirit that are much bigger than I can ever really begin to put into words. And you know what I've been saying, Brother Roderick? That right there. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? It's good and quiet, so that means I'm telling the truth. <clears throat> and so the Bible says that Jesus asked him this to prove him, to test him, because Jesus already knew what he was going to do. You and I can take some peace. You and I can rest a little easier. You and I can have some hope, Brother Keith, because I am serving the God of already, and He already knows what He is going to do. And so when He asked me, Jacob, how are we going to do this? Now, the smart answer is this. The answer by faith is this, Brother Corey. Lord, I don't have to know. You already know. Some of you missed it. I better say it again. Brother Casey, you got me on and up. All right. He said he does. God, I don't have to know. You already know what you're going to do. Woo! Can I tell somebody in this house how prayers would change, how situations would change? Oh, Brother Jacob would have a little more hair. I'd have a little bit more nerve. I'd be a little bit more stronger. If I would learn in every turn, when the Lord says, what are we going to do, son? What are we going to do about it? Instead of me running around, oh, I don't know. I gotta, we got to find some food. We ain't got enough money. We ain't got enough people. We ain't got a big enough place. We ain't got this. The doctor don't have that. The banker don't have this. The psychologist don't have that. Wall Street don't have that. We need some people that'll throw all that mess out 
the window and would say, Lord, you already know what you're going to do. Glory. You already know what you're going to do. Last but not least, not only is he the God of already with time, with our test, but he is the God who has already triumphed. Hallelujah. He has already won. He already has this thing in the bag. Come on here. Now, it would be foolish. It would be foolish on an earthly scale that if we went in, if tonight, if your favorite team was going to go in to play for the world championship, and then they got off the bus, and when they got off the bus, there was ticker tape floating around. They already had their hats on that said they were the world champs, right? Some folks would take offense to that because it hadn't played out yet. They hadn't seen how it was going to work yet. The team didn't get the other chance. But yet, Sister Sylvia, what I'm glad to report to everybody in this building this morning is we are serving the God glory of already. And so when we are in the time and when we are in the test, you can celebrate right now. You can throw your hands up right now. You can declare we are the winners right now. You can begin to say my family can be saved. And you can say it with authority because he's the God of already who today already heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. Already when Abraham was going up one side of that mountain and every step him and Isaac took there was a ram already on his way up the other side when they said don't you pay taxes Jesus and he told Peter there's a fish down there and the coin already in his mouth I want to tell somebody he's the God of already somebody oh church I'm telling you this morning is that God he is the God of already the Israelites failed because they did not believe the land was already theirs. God said they could have it. He said, go in and take it. Possess it. Take it. The coin in the fish's mouth. Can I say, we've had prayer for the sick today. Already we can declare, by His stripes... Sister Amy, he said, we are. We are. Somebody ought to shout, we are. Somebody ought to say, I am. We are and I am. Come on, somebody. Why? Because we serve the God of the already. Come on here. Why should I worry? And why should I fear? Oh, because the very same Jesus, the God of already, he is there. Listen to this. 
But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I wish I felt that, Brother Jake. I wish I could grab a hold of that. The problem is you're trying to get victory through yourself. You're hoping the preacher brings you victory. You're hoping the church brings you victory. You're hoping your spouse brings you victory. You're hoping maybe the kids, they'll inspire you to some victory. But I'm going to tell you, the victory is already there. It is for us to claim and for us to get a hold of, Brother Christian. He said, but thanks be to God who has provided us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And He is eternal, the Creator. He is Lord of all. And if He's got the victory, it is already there. First Chronicles 29 and 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all. All that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Brother Danny, if you'd come. Sister Haley, if you'd come. Revelation 15 and 2. John the Revelator said, And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. What, would, what did John see? He saw those that had overcome that devil. And they already, they had those harps and they were worshiping. They were standing in that place. And they were singing a song of victory. Friends, I want to tell you, when we look at the very end of it all, you can read it through to the last amen. And we are promised, Brother Josh, the victory. He triumphs over all. What I love is the God of already. Even when we were in our sin, John the Revelator also said this, that he was the lamb slain from the foundations of the world, from the very beginning of it all. Are you here this morning? And maybe you feel like the alreadys in your life have run out. Maybe you have felt like, well, Brother Jacob, he does that for others, but not me. Well, Brother Jacob, he is with somebody in this time and season in their life. But my time is a mess. He's helping somebody else. He's already made a way of escape for somebody else. But for me, if I'm honest, preacher, I think this test is where I'm going to die. He might bring victory to somebody else. But Brother Jake, I feel like in my life right now it's been defeat. After defeat, after defeat. But this morning the Lord is wanting to let somebody know He is the God of already. Already in time, already in the test, and He's already triumphed. He have. I'm thankful that He is faithful, Sister June. 
David made this declaration. He said, I have been young and now I am old. But I've never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever. I'm putting some emphasis there. Seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Sister Lopez, how can a man give that statement with such confidence? Because he was going to die out of his generation. But he knew the secret. He knew the key, Brother Wesley. He had met the God of already. He met the God of already and he was serving him. With heads bowed all over this house. Hallelujah. Lord, I love you today. Lord, I'm thankful today. You are the God of already. Already in the places of time. Already in the place of our test, having made a way where we are not going to be destroyed. But Lord, you've made way that we're able to escape. We're able to see your hand. You're the God of already who has triumphed and given us provision and victory. And today we can praise you and we can celebrate the fact that you've already won the battle. You've already made a way. Church, can you just lift your hands to heaven? Holy Ghost is in this house. The Holy Ghost is dealing with some folks. The Holy Ghost is revealing himself. He's reminding you today, he's already, he's already the healer, Brother Roderick. He's already the provider. Oh, he's already the way maker, Sister Kara. He's already the one who shows up. You got news. Some of you got news yesterday or today. Some of you got news Friday or Thursday. And it's shaken you to your core. It's got you upset. But we're serving the God who's already there. Already there. Already making a way. Somebody ought to praise Him right now. Somebody ought to give Him glory right now. Somebody ought to say thank you, Lord, right now. Lord, I I thought I was by myself. I thought I was on my own. I thought I I was going to have to manage this by myself. But this morning you've reminded me you're the God of already. Oh, I'm going to ask you this morning if it's time, if it's a test, if it's temptation, if this morning it's triumph, if you need victory, I encourage somebody to come. Find yourself a place at this altar. I encourage you this morning oh, to, oh, to come and find the God, the God of already, the God of already. Why don't we come? Why don't we come find ourselves a place? Why don't we come right now and say, Lord, you know where I am. You see where I am. You see the season of time. Lord, you see my testing and trial and temptation. Lord, you see today the places in my life where I need victory. Lord, you see going on in my family. 
Oh, you see what's going on in my mind. You're already there. You've already been making a way. You're already opening a door. You're already providing. Yeah, la 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 la